Building Healthy Organizations podcast. We understand how the human brain works and how that impacts behavior in the workplace. I'm glad you joined us today for our continued journey to understand how to build a healthy organization. So if you've been listening to these episodes of Building Healthy Organizations by EQ Fit, you may wonder, what is this EQ Fit thing he keeps talking about? Well, that's what I'd like to share more about today. What is this thing I keep calling EQ Fit? EQ is a measure. It's called emotional quotient. It's a measure of emotional intelligence. It's a measure of capacity of emotional intelligence. Uh, Think of it as muscles, but these muscles are in your brain. You only get stronger when you work out or when you practice. So the fit part, F-I-T part of EQ fit is just what it sounds like. Becoming more fit in EQ or in emotional intelligence. Most problems or challenges or opportunities in the workplace revolve around people. You may have noticed that. The human element, where does that behavior, where does that decision-making start? It starts with emotional drivers. We understand today a lot more about brain science, neuroscience, call it what you will, but specifically about emotional intelligence, emotional drivers, and how they impact behavior in the workplace. And you'll hear that in our intro and our outro. We do understand the way the brain works and how that impacts human behavior in the workplace. So the human element is always going to be critical in getting things done. Whether it's sales or leadership, it doesn't matter what aspect of business or or nonprofit it is, there will always be the human element. The enemies of organizational health start with some very specific things. Stress, worry, uncertainty, fear, lack of innovation, lack of motivation, lack of collaboration, lack of engagement. All of those start in the emotional realm. EQ fit is based in science. It's a mindset, a skill set, a process. It's a group of internal resources. Again, I'll use a quote from a good friend of mine. You only have the internal resources available to face the next challenge, crisis, or opportunity. You only have the internal resources available to face those things that you have developed inside of yourself at that point. That means becoming more mentally fit, more agile, more resilient, more emotionally intelligent, more innovative, more creative. The right side of the brain is an amazing part of the brain. And the more that we use it, the more we're able to to exercise those muscles, the better off we're going to be, the better decisions we'll make, uh, the better our behavior will be, the better prepared we will be to deal with all of the different things 
that come our way on a daily basis. So what are some examples of this? Connecting with people, leading people, influencing, selling, critical thinking, problem solving, strategic thinking. And you may think, wait a minute, a lot of those are logical things. They're rational things. They deal with the left side of the brain more. Well, the reality is, if you don't have both sides of the brain working together, the chances of you making your best decisions are much, much smaller because you need to have feelings about your thoughts. You need to have feelings about the options. You need to understand the emotional drivers that are impacting your decision-making and your behavior and those that are impacting other people's. So these are the kinds of things that we're talking about, and they are directly impacted by your current EQ fitness level. The stronger you are in emotional intelligence, the more you can accomplish. In the next several episodes, we're going to talk about different roles, different areas of focus. Um, We're going to focus on what being EQ fit means in those different roles and in those different areas of focus. So as we start this today, what I want to start with is sales or revenue generation. It may be fundraising anywhere where you are influencing others to buy something, to give something, uh, to exchange resources for something you are providing. Then we'll move next and talk about leadership. Then we'll talk about customer service. We'll talk about team building and the, and the role of becoming EQ fit in all of those different areas. So let's get right down to EQ fit for sales. EQ fit for sales. Where did it start? A number of years ago, I started realizing that there was not an assessment that measured in real time how someone is showing up to influence other people. And that bothered me. We have personality measures and I use a DISC assessment and we, there's lots of personality-based assessments. There are a lot of assessments out there that, that say they're a sales assessment, but primarily they're based in personality measures. There's some tweaks and some some cute things that have been added to different ones that I don't think are, are bad by any stretch of the imagination. But what's missing in every sales assessment that I've seen is a real-time measure of how someone is showing up to influence other people. And the flip side of that coin What does the person that's being influenced need from the salesperson slash fundraiser? What is it that is going to resonate best with them, that is going to engage the buyer's or the giver's energy in that process? And that's where I realized that the the basis of this assessment is really in emotional intelligence. 
And I got very excited when I became a preferred partner with Six Seconds, the largest emotional intelligence organization in the world, several years ago, because I realized I'd finally found the right platform to to create this real-time measure of how somebody shows up to influence other people. Um, and, and here's what's important about that. Sales will always include other people. Otherwise, it's just order taking. It's just ordering something online. Sales slash fundraising, you know, whatever you want to call it, business development is all about the human dynamic. So there are some key elements that we know you need to be successful in sales. Number one, you have to connect with other people. And this is an equation I've come up with. Connection plus trust building equals influence. And it's in that sequence. First, you have to connect with people authentically for for a real good reason. And then you can start to build trust with them. Once those things are starting to move forward, and these are layered on top of each other, connect, build trust, connect, build trust, connect, build trust, then your influence amount or what I call the influence bank account begins to grow. You're making deposits of connection and trust into a bank account that we call influence. The more deposits that you make, the greater your amount of influence will be and the more influence you'll have to spend when you get in front of people as a salesperson. I think what happens is with most sales training, most sales assessments, there's a big focus on techniques and and different kinds of things that you can try to become successful in sales. Well, the reality is those things, those techniques are application of influence or the attempt to apply influence. What happens if you don't have any influence built up? It's really hard to apply something you don't have. And no artificial process or procedure is going to replace authentic influence that comes from connection and trust building. So that's where we start to look at what are some of the experts saying about these things? Well, one of the most well-known sales trainers in the world, Brian Tracy, in his book, Psychology of Selling, he's got, and I'm paraphrasing here, but he's got a quote in there that says, 100%, 100% of buying decisions are emotional. Now, if this is somebody who's trained half a million or more salespeople, and this person understands, Brian Tracy understands that that the emotional component is a huge component when it comes to being successful in sales, it's probably something we should pay attention to. People buy on emotion and they rationalize with logic. You may or may not have heard that in the past, but it is absolutely true. Salespeople first, though, they have to prepare themselves to go into a sales mode, and that is a mental preparation. It is also, if we do it right, an emotional preparation. Sales is a risk-rich environment. What do I mean by that? There's a lot of risk out there 
when you think about sales. Risk of rejection, risk of not getting the deal, risk of not making the money you need to make. There's all kinds of risks involved in sales, which is why most people will never say they're a salesperson or they have no desire to be in sales. So as we think about what does this EQ fit for sales thing mean, it is a first self-preparation process to ensure that we mitigate the risk by, by understanding our emotional status and creating an environment of healthy emotional balance. That comes through a variety of different things we call emotional intelligence competencies. Navigate emotions, um, engage emotional literacy, uh, recognize patterns in ourselves and other people, apply consequential thinking. These are directly out of the six seconds model. By the way, that's six, S-I-X, seconds, model. Why? Where did that name come from? I, I love where they got their name. You heard the old phrase, if you're mad, count to 10 before you do anything. Well, gosh, there's real science behind that. When an emotion is triggered in your brain, it takes about six to 10 seconds for the neurotransmitters that flush your brain, that, that give you that immediate response, the reaction to, to kind of subside a little bit so you can think a little more clearly, make your, make a more intentional decision. And that's what we call the application of emotional intelligence. And that's where the whole name six seconds came from. Um, so as a salesperson prepares themselves to be more agile, more resilient, resiliency is key for sales success. Um, can they allow the buyer to be the most important person in the room? Uh, that's an ego suppression process. And, and it really is more of a focus on the buyer's needs being the primary needs in the room because self-orientation or self-agenda can really get in the way of a successful sales process. What level of empathy does a salesperson have? Can they put themselves into the shoes of the buyer and understand things from the buyer's perspective? Well, all of these kinds of things are critical elements in becoming a more successful salesperson. Being an EQ fit salesperson, somebody who is truly agile, resilient, uh, can navigate emotions of themselves and of the people they're around, it starts with great self-preparation and self-awareness. And it's just as important as the pre-sales call routines or practices that salespeople make on a regular basis. Think of it as another way to create a pre-sales preparation process. Then there's the buyer side. What is the buyer thinking and feeling? This is where most people rely on their intuition or experience. And this may very well work sometimes. But in today's changing world, experience has become less reliable and intuition sometimes can be just a guess. What if a salesperson had a deep understanding of their own emotions and the emotions of others and how those drive behavior and decision-making? 
What if there were an actual way to measure how the salesperson is showing up to influence others? And even more importantly, a method and a process for applying this to produce optimal outcomes for their selling efforts. Well, guess what? There is. It's based in neuroscience. It's validated by the performance of hundreds of top sales stars around the globe. I have been in sales for more than 45 years. I've observed sales efforts in hundreds of organizations. I've worked with hundreds of organizations to understand what their challenges are, especially in the arena of sales and revenue generation. And again, whether that be actual sales, whether it be fundraising, I've had firsthand experience. I've been a salesperson. I've been a sales manager. I've been a sales director. I have been a fundraiser. I have been a director of fundraisers. I have many, many um, experiences firsthand in seeing what works and what doesn't work in the real world. I've studied the writings of sales experts, uh, more than 30 of them over the past several years. And the answer is, you guessed it, the thing out there that works is called EQ Fit. It is the process, the methodology, and the assessment that is created from um, emotional intelligence and measures in real time the the way people show up to influence others. And that's critical because those skill sets, those competencies, emotional intelligence, those things can change. And you can grow those competencies. You can choose to apply the different success factors in the EQVIT approach in different measures to get different outcomes. But you have to understand what they are and what they can do for you before you can use that entire toolkit. So let me share just a couple of recent case studies with you. One of them was a very large group of salespeople, and it was fascinating to see the commonalities in their top salespeople. They tended to be, this is 30 plus salespeople, they tended to be more long cycle focused, the meaning long cycle, long sales cycle. They tended to be more on the advising side, meaning relational side, than the transactional side or negotiator side. And these are all elements in the EQFIT sales profile and the EQFIT methodology that that you can learn more about uh, at eqfit.gscfit.com. Um, that one study gave us very clear understanding of what it took to be top sales performers in that organization. We were able to create a hiring profile out of that. We were able to understand how to develop other talent uh, within the organization to move more in that direction. And think about it this way. Sometimes it it's not about the the big, huge grand slam home run. Sometimes it's about a 10% difference or a 20% difference. And that's what we found with, with people 
uh, in this organization was if you can get average performers to increase their performance by 10 or 15 or 20 percent, that drops right to the bottom line and increases profit. Um, another very interesting uh, case study in a very different area, um, we took their top four sales performers and found some very interesting common traits among those sales performers right out of the EQFIT sales profile. And that pointed us to a hiring profile that we are currently working with that organization to help them hire people that match that profile because we have seen how effective that is in their top four performers. The EQ fit process and methodology is about four sales styles and eight critical success factors. And this is not stuff I just came up with. This is stuff that, that multiple experts around the world agree are the most important things in sales success. So to be top of the top in sales, what we found that is very interesting is that those people can utilize any of the success factors equally well when they choose to. So it's like giving everybody eight tools in their toolbox. Some people know how to use one or two tools well. That's what they focus on. But the people that can use all eight tools extremely well have a greater toolbox to pull from even though everybody has the same eight tools, it's the difference between an apprentice, a journeyman, and a master when it comes to utilizing those different tools. The more tools you can master, the more successful you're going to be. And again, remember, all of this is within the human dynamic of sales. This is about connecting and building trust and influencing people. And the more that that happens, the more that that cycle continues and the more influence that a person gains, then the more successful they're going to be. And of course, there are other skills that go into that. We're talking about the human skills. Add to that any set of techniques that you like. It doesn't matter. We're not based in a technique methodology. The EQ fit process is dealing with the thing that most most sales organizations, training organizations, techniques will not deal with, which is the human element and understanding what's behind the face, what's what's in the brain, what's going on that makes that difference. So today's challenge, how do people succeed in this new reality? How can virtual selling become an accelerator of success not a roadblock to success. What are the current emotional drivers for buyers and how can we best address these? Well, we'll talk more about this in a future episode, but there's this process that I call hot cognition. And in sales, it's a four-step process to where you get to the point that the buyer shows real excitement and starts to pour their energy into the sales process. Not going to talk about that in detail today because that's a whole episode in itself. Buyers are craving someone to walk with them on their journey, to listen to their challenges and needs, 
to explore things with them. That comes right out of the Rain Group study last year of over 500 buyers. This is real-time information. People want and need authentic human connection. And guess what? Buyers are people. EQ Fit for Sales is a validated method for measuring how a salesperson approaches influencing others and a complete training process to go with that. So let me think very, very carefully about how to how to best say this, because this is not a sales pitch. This is not intended as a sales pitch. Yes, I am the creator of the EQFit sales profile. I am the person that has created the EQFit sales methodology, but I did it because there was a big gap in the human element related to sales training, sales measurements. And what I really want to say to you today is if you or someone you know is struggling with sales performance, you could be an owner of an organization, you could be a leader in an organization, you could be a salesperson yourself. And guess what? We're all salespeople, whether we think we are or not. Success in the sales effort is all about ensuring that you are prepared and understand the most important element in sales, and that is the human element. It's the human dynamic. It's human connection and interactivity. Um, It's not being approached uh, in the best possible way today, Uh, especially right now. With the additional stress, the changes that are going on in our world, the uncertainty in our world, the emotional drivers of today are very different than what they were two years ago. And I think we have to be very tuned into that. And where where most people are failing in sales right now is they haven't realized that, that some of the foundational elements of sales, just the, the emotional drivers in the buyer's mind and different different things in our world that are creating roadblocks that used to be super highways, you know, as far as meeting with people and communicating with people and all of that that was very open in the past has changed. As the human element changes, we need to change with it to be successful in our sales efforts. Thank you for joining us for this podcast. We do understand how the human brain works and how that impacts behavior in the workplace. I hope you'll join us for our next podcast and also check out our YouTube channel by the same name, Building Healthy Organizations by EQ Fit. And for more detailed information, feel free to visit our website, gscfit.com. Until next time.